Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, the season three finale of Snowfall shows us what Franklin Saint's life could have been if he wasn't the Franklin Saint. We're going to talk about all that and more. It's coming up on the After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Season finale! I am hyped this time. Oh my God. <laughs> Last two episodes, we've been opening up like... I don't know what just happened. But now I'm like, Franklin stole the show again. We are excited about this episode. Oh my goodness, like I said, it gave us a taste of what Franklin's life could have been if he just kind of was like, just regular, degular, schmegular, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, guy or whatever. So we're going to get into that, but what were you guys' overall thoughts of this episode? Overall thoughts. I ain't going to lie, in the beginning I was confused. <laughs> like, what is going on? What are y'all trying to tell me? What? How is this piecing together? Is he dead? Is he not? Is this a flashback? I don't know. But how they brought it together in the end and how Franklin bossed up and pretty much just told, like, Teddy, what was up, what he wanted. It was just beautiful, and I'm excited for season four. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, we were all confused in the beginning, but um, as we were trying to, like, just figure out, is this an alternate reality? Is he in a coma and he's dreaming? Is this what would have happened before he got into the drug game? I just thought it was extremely interesting to see, like, he's still super smart, but mm-hmm. he's using his smarts in another way. He was scholastically smart, mm-hmm. but, like, in the regular Snowfall, he's, like, really business smart, like, drug mm-hmm. smart, you know? And then to see that you know, he still had financial problems, but his financial problems were from school, and then, like, in his real life, you know, his mom just didn't make enough money. Yeah. So I just love the way whoever wrote this episode and directed this episode did an amazing job and like she said at the end when it came together and it left us a little yeah. cliffhanger for next season yeah. wow yeah this episode was like super interesting so we're gonna get into all of that we have our special segments of our the drug lord we have a top three dynamic duos we're gonna talk about today um, and a little something special for you guys at the end of the show so uh, let's go ahead and get right into it like we said this is basically so this title of the episode was called other lives and first when it came on I was like what but you know as it was going on we kind of see what they meant with that so it kind of starts off where you have Franklin on the floor from being shot and then it goes into him being at school and then we're all like what is is happening here you know what I mean but it's like he's in school and they're talking about a parallel universe you know and then he meets this one classmate and she's like who are you in the parallel universe you know what I mean mm-hmm. and he kind of says some things like first of all I wouldn't even be over here in America mm-hmm. like my people wouldn't have been chained up and came over here but um you know he talked about like uh, banks in in Africa like he would have his money you know what I mean kind of something that was like still close to the Franklin that we know in present time right. you know so I thought that was like pretty cool but it kind of went into like his life not really going the right way so he's in school he's in school for a scholarship like we know he's like super smart but then there was a mistake on the financial aid 
Mistake. And, right, mistake. Just one extra zero. Because it came in saying that his mom made $100,000 or $110,000, and it really was just $11,000 right. for the year. And so, like, the financial aid got revoked, and possibly his scholarship is revoked. And the financial aid guy had no compassion for him. Just was like, well, if you can't hack it, maybe you shouldn't be here. Right. What were you guys... How did you guys feel about like that whole scene when Franklin was like having the issues of the financial aid, possibly getting kicked out of school and everything? I thought it was really unique and it showed like you. Um, we all know that this show is based off of, you know, the real person, Freeway Rick Ross. Um, and I thought it was cool how I think they were kind of trying to show why black people or black men or whatever result in this kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Dealing with that financial aid, you know, dealing with him, acting like he couldn't, you know, help him get, you know, his funding and things like that. I think, yeah, the Parallel Universe kind of show how Franklin discovered what is going on, like how he's going to maneuver this issue at Mm -hmm. hand in real life but it also just showed kind of like the lifestyle of what it was really like and why some people probably decided you know what I'm done with school Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back into the drug I mean like you know after he left Jerome was like okay well you can start selling weed so you know I think it was just showing both worlds of I don't know what could possibly happen and then what is the result of what could have possibly happened Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah connecting it all together (laughs) so no I follow what you're saying like yeah because it was like um with that like so, like you said like it happens in real life like so many times like and it was just a mistake and it was like he wasn't even really given the opportunity to try to fix the mistake mm-hmm. because he said I can have my mom send in the W-2 is the correct one so you guys will see this is not the amount of money that we make I do qualify for this you know it'll take some time mm-hmm. it'll take a few days but you know let me get that in here and he's just like no, you don't have the time. You know, like I said, he had no compassion for him and just like how that happens a lot of times, you know, and Mm -hmm. sometimes some other people get a benefit of the doubt and they have a little more of that leeway if they're, if they do run into a problem, you know what I mean? Or they have other sources that they can tap into like, okay, well, I don't have it here. I can go elsewhere for it. And they, they were showing like with Franklin, he didn't really have that. Like Jerome was like, Ooh, I would like to try to help, but you know, Mm -hmm. in this universe, um, um, Auntie Louie is pregnant. You know, they have a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. You know, the weed game is bringing in some money, but it's definitely not like the Coke game. Yeah. You know, what did you feel about that, Daisy? Um, just going off of what you said, you made some really good points uh, because it. I also just observed how how obedient black people had to be then in order to not make a mistake and say the wrong thing and get their whole lives torn apart. I mean, Franklin came in there very respectful. Not like he had any reason to be disrespectful, mm-hmm. but he was just a well-mannered, well-spoken man, sat there, t- talked out what his issue was and said that he had a, a solution. And then, of course, the the man made a smart aleck remark, yeah. almost tr- trying to try Franklin. Mm-hmm. And Franklin, of course, you know, made the being who Franklin is, had a smart remark back. And that just reminded me of the time when him and his mother went into that office trying to remember strike a deal with the guy mm-hmm. like let's buy let me buy this property off of you we'll pay way above market and then he said that same remark to him yeah. and you remember how he acted then he didn't jump over that table mm-hmm. and um and rough him up. Yeah, he actually left cool. yeah. and figured it mm-hmm. out. So that was a really cool connection that they did, you know, showing like almost that Franklin knew in his reality knew how to act in that situation mm-hmm. in order to play chess and not checkers. But back in his alternate reality, he wasn't playing Amy. He just yeah. reacted over his emotion. Mm-hmm. You see how that ruined his life. Mm-hmm. So that was just an interesting thing. Like you said, it just gives people a real view into what black people have to go to, go through in order to just 
be normal mm-hmm. and live our mm-hmm. lives the way we want. And then when it, when we turn to alternative lifestyles, people don't look at you know the reasons why. The reasons why. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. So we we have in this uh, world. He also meets Teddy. But he meets him as Teddy this time. So Teddy is a professor um, representing, you know, his his current job in the CIA. And he tries to uh, recruit Franklin. And what I liked is, like, they kind of listed um, everything about him, which I think, like, also plays into, like, present time now like I think it was mm-hmm. I think these these attributes of his were real like he had a 3.9 GPA 1540 on the SATs and um, they mentioned like he had really good critical thinking skills and mm-hmm. like that plays a part of like we know like how like you said like mm-hmm. how street smart and how business smart like Franklin is so like I thought that was kind of cool but then it shows like sometimes sometimes there's that little slither of hope and other people can't have an opportunity that comes to them because mm-hmm. that was a moment of like well if Franklin did want to go that way here's you know some help yeah like but everybody doesn't have that second chance it doesn't always come but what did you guys think about like how like let's think about like if Franklin was in the CIA like what are y'all thoughts on that because we didn't really talk about like if he actually would have like if this was really he went to the CIA it's just now that we know what the CIA is we know the CIA of what their job description is Mm -hmm. but now that we know what the CIA was actually doing it just shows another alternate path that he would have been right back where he was selling drugs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and funding the war it was just now he'll be doing it the white collar way Mm -hmm. he'll be Franklin Mm -hmm. Saint uh, CIA agent you know he'd probably have to detach himself from his family you know so he wouldn't be working with Jerome and and uh Auntie Louie, he'd be working with Teddy McDonald and whomever. Right. So that was really interesting. And I love the comment that he made that he was able to float between worlds because, like, for example, like, you know, you hear all the time that FBI agents and CIA agents, they go and they, instead of arresting hackers and sending them to jail for life, they recruit them because mm-hmm. even though you have a rough past, Mm-hmm. your smarts and your intelligence they could use that you mm-hmm. know so it's like getting good people giving them a second chance but giving them a second chance to do what not to right still yeah. do wrong. to still do wrong so then, that's, mm-hmm, go ahead. then it kind of goes just back into like I don't know like just just how we were saying how you know black people don't get a chance and they have to go to these alternative routes and do bad things it's like to me it's kind of like a trapped mentality like regardless you're gonna still end up doing wrong because you just have to deal the cards or mm-hmm. what's the term that's given to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so play the card you would know. Yeah, yeah. it's like running it a Thanks, maze girl. almost. Like you make different paths, but you still end up either lost or going to the mm-hmm. same exact just end, a right. different route of right. how it is. So I feel like that's kind of what brought his confidence into later on. Mm-hmm. Like, well, shoot, in my alternate life, I mean, what is it, alternative life, parallel, whatever, I still would have been doing it just the legal route. Right? So yeah. shoot, I'm gonna boss up and do my thing now. Right, and incorporate them <laughs> in it now. Yeah, because that's what I was like he would be like in this world working for the government but this time knowingly like right, you know, right. basically he is he's working for right. them now but like in that world it was like he would knowingly be be working for mm-hmm. them and a part of like everything that they're doing which I thought like was super crazy but, which also puts in perspective why is it what he's doing now wrong like you know like so if he took this route is it okay it's okay now because he has people behind him but now why is it what regular drug people you know mm-hmm. drug right. dealers do right. wrong it's because where the, where's the money co- going to this money is going to the government so there this is a, some type of white collar like justification like it's funding mm-hmm. the right, war yeah. even though you're still killing the same people with the same product right the money's just going to on one cause and then or the other way the hood way it's going into the black pockets and 
the government's not having that. Mm-hmm. So it's wrong either way. It shows how effed up. You know, it not is. my eyes are open. Like, For real. Like, this was like. <laughs> Right? Because I'm like, this is crazy. And here it is. And it's also like, because Teddy was like, you know, oh, you had the issue with school. That's taken care of. Right. Like, you you can get back into school all for, you know what I mean, to get your, to still get your hands dirty. Yeah. But just in the You're a glorified right way. drug dealer. Same comments Reed Thompson was making and same comments Teddy was making to other people. Like, all that problems don't worry, he's taken care right. of. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting. Like, you, they can, things that were are wrong, because you're in the CIA, you can just erase it. It's like it never happened in order f- to fund their agenda. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Can y'all erase my student loans? Because I'm still paying for them. I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, for real. That's, that's like real life. That's super real. Um, but yeah, so then we, when then we have another scene, like, because we're in Franklin's regular world. I just like to call it regular because, you know, he is that dude yeah. in his uh, current universe. But um, yeah, so in that, he's working in the convenience store. And then he gets robbed. Wow. <laughs> Daisy had a real, a lot of insight on this because I didn't even recognize the guy that robbed no, him. Yeah, she, she, no, yeah. Oh, he, 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 like, he scarred me. Those <laughs> he did scar me. When he raped old boy and just like belittled him. And even in this um, episode where he's like, say I'm your, you know, yeah. like, uh, my his character made my skin cross. Yeah. So of course I remembered who he was. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it was just crazy. Yeah. But I thought it was crazy. So in this scene, he's getting robbed. The guy's like, say you're my whatever Mm -hmm. and he's about to shoot Franklin and here comes Andre to save Franklin's life isn't that kind of crazy like in this world he saved Franklin's life but Franklin has taken his life yeah this is the true definition of alternate reality yes you know and but still Franklin and Andre still had a good relationship until this Mm -hmm. so I believe Andre would have done the same thing for Franklin before then, the whole drug thing, yeah. you know? Um, but that, that was just so crazy that Tyra made that connection because I didn't, because it's been so long, I did not even see his face in the same way. But like, he was the one person, I mean, he's always been doing bad. So he did, yeah. he did, he did bad in ultimate mm-hmm, reality, mm-hmm. he did bad in real reality. That, oh my gosh. And Franklin was so scared. Uh, he he right? was. And you so know, Franklin's not scared. He's in his never, life. he's never seen bossy, him like that. He's bossy, doesn't yeah. shiver. He'll never say he's anybody's B word. Even in the first season when he was like at Avi's. Yeah. And like that, like he showed, like he's like. <gasps> right, when he pointed the gun, he's like, I can right, stand, I can take me. this. Yeah. Wow. That, that was, was a really hard scene for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, so, but I brought up that scene because the guy was saying so much, like, say you my B-I-T-C-H, say you this, say you that. And that's when Franklin started coming back. Mm. And I feel like it was like, I'm nobody's, mm-hmm. you know? You so that's how you here. connect. Really wanna, you for me, that's to, what I felt. To this, what we saw later when mm-hmm. he woke up. When he woke this. up. Because it was like, then, you know, you have like, all this monologue that you start to hear from like Franklin's mom and there was like a yeah. different voice it didn't really sound like her I don't know what was going on there but you know just all this basically like you've been through a lot and you have to fight you can't give up now and even mm-hmm. Franklin's kind of his own voice like I'm you know I'm to do this for my people you you can't give up now I'm nobody's bitch yeah like I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna finish what I started Oh yeah! So, boom! Here we I are. Like that re- revelation. I just want to watch it again. Like, <laughs> I definitely have to watch it. I gotta again. watch it I also, again. It is one of those where you. I think I need to watch it because I'm. My, my I'm still trying to collect mm-hmm. what happened and talk about this right I now. I also <laughs> want to watch the first episode of the first season and then watch this yeah. episode mm-hmm. as well because there were some things that were still, even though we were in a parallel universe, and things that were still. Um, 
true to life to Franklin's life like yeah. because he wasn't in school and things like that so I want to see how much it ties in but yeah but I feel like that's basically why he kind of you know we we that that was a transition to bring him back yeah you know so now we know that he survived those gunshots and he's trying to you know what I mean like get better it looks like he's like in rehab or something like mm-hmm. that and his dad is there helping him which I love that too because you, oh, you show like it. you know Be- he wasn't that there but now yeah. and he literally had his back yeah. yeah, I'm such a girl. I'm wow, emo, it's just like, so much. <laughs> no, I was emotional too. Yeah, it's just so much with this whole like. I, I really want to know where the, what the writers were getting at with this parallel universe because mm-hmm. like how we just broke it down. Like in a way, it kind of shows the real struggles of what black people go to. It's like either way, you're still trapped in this kind of lifestyle, regardless if you go legit or if you go bad. And then in a way, it was also kind of like this is building Franklin up to be this bossed up version of him. So mm-hmm. y'all, let us know what y'all trying we to tell us. Are we on track with what you guys were doing? <laughs> Let with, us know. With that point, like, what were the writers trying to get at? Now that I'm, I'm looking at it, it's almost like, you know, like, throughout the season, we were asking, pop, maybe I was asking myself, like, why doesn't he just get out? He has millions of dollars. He could stop at any mm-hmm. time. He could flee the country. And then you you see this alternate reality, and it's like, there's a reason why he's not going to get out. Because this, he, now that he has all this knowledge of what the government is doing, he's seeing himself as an equal. Like, if they can profit off of it, I'm going to profit off of it, right. too. You know, I know he knows, because he's a smart man, that what he's doing is wrong and the damage he's done, but he's probably seeing it as like this damage is going to be done. Mm-hmm. So Regardless I might as well profit this from it. Yeah. Right. right? So like that reality just kind of gives you your answer. There's a reason why he's not just going to get out of it. Because mm-hmm. he could have ended up in it through the CIA through way. Through the CIA, yeah. Or without him, yeah. and it would have still been going. Then under the CIA, that way he would have still been He late. still would have been. <laughs> same thing. And yeah. his name would have been... Why am I so excited about this coming together? Because I was low-key really confused. I'm not going to lie. I started this episode Now confused. that we're talking it out, it's yeah. all it's like coming together. Everything is coming together. And so, like, we're going to get to, like, Teddy and, and um, Franklin's meeting. But then everything is just gone to shit. Like, Full it's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super crazy. So, there's, like, all these gang wars going on. You see, like, man boy riding down the street. I'm like, is this a clip from The Purge? Like, he's hanging out the it car. Like, like right? Yeah. I was like, what's happening I mean, here? it's just, I love how, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but it's just kind of just, like, going back. I mean, I don't know much about, you know, L.A., gang history. Mm-hmm. So, in the comments, be gentle, because y'all be going in. <laughs> oh, no, they do that. They be going in, but... I'm thinking back, I do like gang wars were yeah, real, no, so I love how they're still adding this historic aspect to it. And I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I yeah. feel like it's just awesome. No, it was, it was really real because the news clip was real. That yeah. was a real clip from from that time. So like that's showing like how those gang wars, like it was a real thing, and it, it showed like how. Um, Franklin's role in everything and his importance mm-hmm, you right. know what I mean and how he kind of was handling everything and since when T was down like everything was down you know mm-hmm. what I mean there was nobody to mm-hmm. really keep order around think about that's a really good point like Franklin really is the keystone of his community because mm-hmm. even though he's doing bad none of this was happening while he was still running the streets and that made a that tied to the point he tried to make with Teddy at the end he was just saying like I I already did the damage. I can't mm-hmm. stop now. I just got to mm-hmm. keep going. Right. But but and now I just have to piece it back together. Piece it back uh-huh. together. Can you? And he was telling his mom, "I can't get out now. Like, look yeah. what's happening. You uh, know, yeah. like I have to do bad in order to restore the good. It's yeah, just it's, such it's, a mind it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But like it's yeah. it's real and he has to kind of fix it because like we said everything is going to hell and the family is even fighting you had um, Louis and Jerome like arguing with Frank Franklin's mom. Leon like, was like, oh. He wasn't like, mm. <laughs> he was like, I didn't do me, but no, but 
Yo, Franklin's mom though, bust up. That Listen. mama bear came out Listen. of her. Listen. My mother, this is my mother. Son, I was like, okay, okay. Well, sissy, where this been at this whole time? Right, no, really though. That was because her baby was hurt. Yeah, her, her baby, baby was my baby. Hurt. Oh my god! And remember, Jerome it was crazy how Jerome was acting because Jerome almost lost his life too. He did mm-hmm. in the midst you know? of all of that. And, but the thing is, the difference is no, no, no. It's no difference because he was trying to back out of this. Remember, he was like, "I want to focus on." Yeah. Life. So now, how to, to be so? I think it's because he wasn't being he was being a little insensitive, but to see what the community has gone through while mm-hmm. Franklin, Franklin was down. gone, it's, he understands like this can't stop now. You're it in the can, drug yeah. world for real. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. And like so, he said to um, Franklin's mom, what's her name? Sissy. Frank- Sissy. Um, they need Franklin back. Like yeah. he has to fix this. And even to her, like you know, you're in the drug game now. Yeah, because you right. know everything that's going on. This is your son. Like you're in this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you, we can't just, you know what I mean. You know, like yeah. wash our hands with it and be done. And see, but um, that's kind of Sissy's fault too because she's always she's been playing the fence this whole time. I want to support my son, blah blah blah. And now that he's gotten shot, it's kind of just like, no, we need to pull him out. But I'm glad Jerome did set her straight. Like you're in this just as much as Franklin mm-hmm. is in it, and just as much as as I'm in it. Yeah, you've played a part in this whole gang riot that's going on, and we have to bring it back together. So I love how Franklin did end up coming back and just like you know what, we just gonna have to do what we got to do because mm-hmm. I think she's just missing the overall picture, and it's just like sis, it's it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. too deep now. You she's in herself. She, like I think just she realized, though, because she did say he'll come back when he's ready, and she was telling him, you're not healed. So she was just like, get better, be yourself, then we think about it. But they were like, no, now. Yeah. But no, she also yeah. wanted to leave. Like, when yeah. they were in the house, like, she was like, why can't we, can we go? go? Yeah. yeah. Like, we've got the money. She's not built for this life. She's, she's not. not understand. That's what you're trying to tell her. You are in this. Mm-hmm. You don't just you don't just clock out. Like, yeah. it's a nine to five. So, so I think that when he's better, was just a cover of, like, give us more time, and we about to be out. Right. But, you know, but they were just, like I said, you they can't just wash their hands with this you know what I mean like they started this they have to fix it and finish it and so that leads us to uh, Franklin meeting up with Teddy mm-hmm. bossing up yes. like that whole the, in, the it analogy was beautiful the analogy was everything. so beautiful and he always has something good like something Franklin good. is so smart cause you know what my favorite part of it was when he walked up and he, you know Teddy's like well you look a mess basically no 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 he <laughs> said he, you look you were sight for sore eyes which means yeah. like he's so good glad to see him that's what he was saying yeah because yeah. he's been the he's, he's the resource too so right. Franklin being down has made everything, everything fall apart Teddy has yeah. been affected by this also yeah so but to get to that okay so phrase that wrong but so what I was gonna say was that him saying what doesn't kill you makes you sharper mm-hmm. not stronger we always hear what doesn't kill you makes you stronger mm-hmm. in a sense maybe it's the same but like Franklin was saying sharper so you know now you know what went wrong you know how to fix it mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you just you always well for me like I just being like in church heavy like when people would do sermons about like you've been through a struggle before mm-hmm. and you feel like you're going through the same struggle but it's not the same because you've been there before so now you know how to do it differently yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. amen amen so <laughs> we're going to <laughs> Franklin no, right? on, we're going to Franklin knowing how to move differently now. Yeah. yeah. Knowing how to use all the information that he has. He doesn't need to hold it. He can boss mm-hmm. up. Like he said, he's not afraid to die anymore. He's not afraid of jail yeah. anymore because he's been there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't for a long time, but he was there. He got jumped. Like it was not easy for him. Yeah. So he did that already too. So if I have to go back and do these things again, I will, because once again, mm-hmm. I already know how to do them. So 
It's nothing you can hold over yeah. me. So now we're going to do this and we're going to do it the right way. We're going to do it my way. And like you guys said, like the analogy he used talked about um, L.A., the L.A. floods. Mm-hmm. They realized like they're having an issue, having an issue. They brought in the government mm-hmm. to help them out. Right. And then he was like, so I'm going to bring in the government. So whoever's having a problem, whoever poses a threat, I'll give them up. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you'll, you'll take care of them, whoever you are. I just loved how he just sprinkled on in there. Mm-hmm. I know that you with the CIA, mm-hmm. regardless. You know, you're. I know that you. I need know who me. you are. Like, yeah. You you can't. Hold, you, I can't be your slave because I know you now. Mm-hmm. And I, we've been watching this buildup of him just figuring out who he was, and you know, Andre, you know, finding that evidence and stuff, and there, you know, just being scared that the government would shut him down. Mm-hmm. So I just loved seeing how he just flipped the script, like. How this just made him so strong to be like, you know what? Boom. I didn't been through hell and back, but I know you and I'm not scared anymore. Right. I'm just going to sprinkle in there that I know who you are and I'm going to use who you are to my advantage mm-hmm. because you still need me. Yeah. And right. I'll make you a big, a bomb CIA agent right. if we just work together. <laughs> work together. Right. And, and like, you we protect make, me. Right? Yeah. This whole season, we were trying to figure out how is he going to use this information? Mm-hmm. Like, how is he, is he just going to be like, yeah. I know who you are, Reed Thompson? But everything that's happened to Franklin allowed him to have like this rollout moment. I mean, between uh, just becoming Franklin Saint, mm-hmm. going to jail, uh, seeing Jerome shot, him now being shot, almost losing his life. Mm-hmm. It's literally that pre- prepared him for this moment to not to completely be fearless. And also to see that Reed took him out of jail. Mm-hmm. So you de- like you said, you definitely need me. And there's not a thing that Reed could, or Teddy could have done when he... I guess expose him, saying mm-hmm. like you're a, you're a CIA. Like agent. I know mm-hmm. who you are. So every single thing that happened to Franklin these past three seasons has like prepared him for this moment, and that means next season is going to be absolutely crazy Ooh, because crazy. now they're not working in the dark anymore. Mm-hmm. No. So like you know how it's so interesting how they do the alternate the two worlds rather like mm-hmm. Teddy's world it's all dark and he's in some place he's in Mexico right. he's in some cellar <laughs> yeah. and then you have present day LA and it's like brighter. I wonder if next season's going to be like one shade like regular color mm. TV yeah. and like they're working together and like the lives are not you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, it's not two stories or, trying to come together it's one story. Or when they're trying to go when they're going to these different countries getting the product and stuff like will Franklin be his right hand man right. like yeah. how is that going to play him go to out much are they gonna, right? so we saw him that he is capable of traveling internationally mm-hmm. you know I don't you know what? Franklin has to hold down his LA street so he probably won't be traveling too much mm-hmm. but we just know like if he has to run the Columbia real quick with Teddy he gonna run the Columbia real mm-hmm. quick with Teddy and it's like he but- doesn't I'm sorry, but you did give a valid point when we were watching. You were just like, they didn't shake on it, though. So, yeah, true. yes, we have these feelings that it's gonna, you know, this is how we think it's gonna pan out, but it, they can take a whole different turn on us and Teddy be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a CIA agent. Blah, blah, blah. And then we just like, what the hell? <laughs> the I think he knows the jig is up, jig is up and he is shook. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Franklin, without calling him Teddy McDonald, calls him Teddy McDonald. That means his whole cover is blown. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the war so casually. He was like, and I could just help you fund this war. He probably think, like, how the hell did he know about right? this war? Right. How the hell did he know any of this? So that shake, I mean, I wouldn't have shook either. I would have like, oh shit, hold yeah. on, let me get my together. I think it's going to work but it does it, it It still at least leaves us with that question yes. they have to have some type of question because I know I've like we said these past what two episodes they were so 
full of like that those shock moments like oh my god and we were like these seem like finale shows like why is it going like this but then right. it's like we realized like this isn't all about the ooh and oohs and ahs it's about storytelling mm-hmm. like this was mm-hmm. great Ooh, storytelling great this episode right? I mean, it was. so it was like we'll, we'll leave you with questions we'll have you wondering we'll have you thinking about what's going to happen what next season this, what, yeah. what, what are you Instead getting just from like, the are we going to see Mel exactly. in jail Mel are you in jail yeah, Mel. Where is Mel? because yeah Mel you should have popped up in this episode because we got beef like, a lot of beef <laughs> I hope that girl come back and jump you that's what she like, to do okay. did she like just dip out and just back out. Like, that I she didn't like. Like, like I'm, I love how they did this whole universe thing or dream, whatever we want to call it. But I, I still wanted them to piece a little bit what happened. Like, you know, after the shooting, who came in and found him? You saw that, though. I mean, remember, remember that like dark room? You saw Sissy over his body, so it looked like still like the like, as he was waking up. It was like real quick too. Like you see, when he was bl- getting out the water. After that, like you see, this like looked like a locker room. I don't know what type of dark room that was, but she was over his body real quick. So it looked like they found him, oh, and you know what I mean. But they don't, they didn't tell you like what happened to Mel. Where's yeah, Mel? Right yeah, now? we she, know where she, Mel she, is. she briefly touched on like you know, I saw him on that table. He was dead for three minutes, and then he mm-hmm. came back. Mm-hmm. So we saw that, but I just wanted to see everybody at the scene. I wanted to see them at the like being in sh- like you know, oh my god, the next like, open into that, yeah. like showing Ooh, him could. being rushed into the hospital and showing them try to keep his life together and showing Mel like freaking showing out. how everything yeah. went crazy. Oh, oh my god! Like, so so maybe that's what that is. And this the what they wanted us to get out of this episode was just the ev- like how Franklin has just evolved because we've all season we've been talking about how Franklin has just been growing and growing and growing. So maybe. Maybe this episode was just for us to see how he is going to piece together all of these little things that mm-hmm. he's been trying to he's been investigating mm-hmm. so now that it's come together it's like okay boom <sighs> this is what we're going to expect from Franklin next season and now we can show you guys what really went down yeah. and we need to see where if this if he's going to end up paying this police officer who has him on or he, if Teddy's just going to get rid of him for right him. because now te- now, ooh. now he has CIA in his pocket so mm. excuse me Mr. Little Beat Cop Officer we can get you rid of be you be paying me or else be gone. And you're gonna be gone. Oh, Take okay. care of it. Y'all, every first of all, the chat is live. Is okay. What are they saying? Everybody's everybody confused. Is it a <laughs> was it an alternate universe? Was it a dream? Um, we talking about Sally Mae. <laughs> we all going through the city loans Listen. Um, Sharper, no Franklin's mom's been a gangster. I don't know Everly Jr. Nah, I don't know if she's nah. been a gangster. I don't know if she she been a mom. she been a strong woman. Yeah, yeah. but a G. I We're don't happy know. Jerome ain't dead too. We was a little shook we was about, that. about that. Um, yeah, people saying they got to go back and watch it too. We're mm-hmm. all just confused. Yeah. We're <laughs> all confused together. Definitely a second watch because we were we were thinking like I, I was thinking that like maybe this was Franklin's life before he got into the drugs, but when they brought Teddy in, it was like okay, no, this has to be alternate because. He didn't know Teddy yeah. at all. And mm-hmm. then also, um, with Louis being pregnant, there is no baby now. You know what I mean? So this wasn't a before. It yeah. has to be, you know, Franklin was like in a dream, in a coma. Like I said, I'm going to put him in a coma. He yeah. was in a coma. Mm-hmm. They didn't say he was, but I put him in one. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I think this I, I, was I everything believe that going his on heart stopped. Yeah. yeah. I honestly just truly believe they were just showing what these what black men go through. Mm-hmm. And regardless, we it's like we always kind of just get... Suck, like stuck into this lifestyle yeah. regardless if we were gonna go legit with it or mm-hmm. if we were gonna go the yeah. other way yeah so well that kind of wraps up this this episode so like yeah um, I think we all are gonna watch this again 
excited for season four. Um, but for our finale, oh, we're sorry, really quick. At, as Edward was saying that his that Jerome ain't dead. He said his birthday is nine twenty three. By the way, happy early birthday! Uh, happy early birthday! Turn up for Franklin and them. It's <laughs> <laughs> Franklin's but birthday too, our, September first. So happy birthday, dear! Yes, we gave Love him um, a shout out last week for his birthday, mm-hmm. Virgo season. But yeah, so let's get into our special segment with um, our drug lord special segment. Special segment. Okay. We can't have the finale without having it. We can't this. have the finale. So today, our drug lord is William Leonard Pickard, aka the Acid King. So William was, well, is this famous chemist who actually um, created or, you know, took part in creating acid. Um, And he was one of the biggest producers of the drug. He manufactured massive amounts of the drug in a secret super lab located at a shutdown nuclear missile silo near um, Wamego, Kansas. So he was pretty much like legit in the kitchen whipping up the drugs, like creating this drug called acid. Um, In in 2000, he was ratted out by another chemist. So, okay, they... It was like he had a team. It was like a team of chemists who all like worked together in this lab and they were putting this drug together and they created it and they all were like, you know, doing their thing. And in 2000, he was ratted out by another chemist and he was arrested um, outside of his secret lab when he was like driving a truck full of his lab equipment. In 2003, he was sentenced to two life sentences in a maximum security prison in Arizona with no parole. Not two. Yeah, two. It's crazy. So, um, what's just interesting about this particular drug lord is he came from a good family background. His parents were like, it was a professor, it was a lawyer, he was an honor student, basketball. He um, had a scholarship to Princeton, but he dropped up, dropped out after, um, his first term, but he still kind of took this path to the drugs. Mm. And we talked about that about other drug lords, but for him, it was just interesting to me because he actually, like, studied the drug. Like, he was into it. He created it. Like, yeah, he came from a normal... It's like, he came from a glorified, normal lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but he used it his smarts and brains that lifestyle in a good way to create a drug, but it ended up backfiring. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. So, anyway, um... He was, before he was arrested in 2003, he was arrested in 1997 um, and sentenced to 18 months in prison after being caught um, creating ecstasy in his basement. So he's just like this known. <laughs> oh, wow. Like he's on some breaking bad kind of stuff. Um, and then in 1988, he was also caught again. This time he was making the um, acid again and he was sentenced to eight years in prison, but he was released in 1992. And after this arrest, that's when he went to Harvard and he actually studied drug abuse in the Soviet Union. So not only was he creating these drugs, he was studying, like, how drugs affect you and how, like, the abuse is and he kind of just, like, it's like he kind of, he was genius in a way of knowing how to create a drug that I don't know, wouldn't kill you or or make you more addictive? Is he trying to get people more addicted? Yeah. Is he, he making money. He yeah, was right, just very. Right? He was very cool. I think it was crazy. I think it was cool. I think but it was we are smart. not glorifying. Right. We're not glorifying it, but I thought it was really. cool. <laughs> Our disclaimer: We are not um, glorifying uh, drug lords. Yeah. Or drug dealers. So um, after he studied all of this at Harvard, he actually became a drug researcher, and he was appointed a research associate in neurobiology at Harvard Med School. So it's kind of like he finessed. Like he went to jail and for selling for creating this drug. He then ended up going to school after prison to learn more about the drug, and he used all that as a finesse to create more drugs and sell it to the community. I don't know. He I'm was, not trying to be that person, but that got privilege written all over it. The no, fact that's that you what have I, conviction I was just gonna say and that. you get to go 
Yeah, that's what I mean. So, um, anyway, he's still alive. Um, He is in Arizona in prison. And it's crazy because he has, like, fans. Like, as I was looking him up, people, like, glorify him. They're just like, this man was really, like, what did he do wrong? They think that the acid drug is not a bad drug. And he was Mm -hmm. really smart in what he did. So, um... I don't know. I guess okay, as you can well. see, I was really interested in this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, William was a chemist who created acid, and yeah, he I was great. William. <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on you. You did your thing. I'm not gonna hate on that. So <laughs> we're gonna add um, a special, uh, special, special segment. Um, so at the top of the season, we had like a top three that we did. So we're gonna do another top three dynamic duos, just in honor of like Franklin and Leon, because we love them two working together. So we have a top three of our dynamic duos. So I'll hit it off mine because we're just doing like just period in life, movies, whatever. So I got Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and Bad Boys one, two, and three that's mm-hmm. about to come out. Because their chemistry... Amazing. 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 The fact that they can do a three in 2019 when the first one was made like 97, I think. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not back, back in the day. And it still works. Like, everybody's excited. So, that's that. Um, my dynamic duo is Jay-Z and Beyonce. Ooh. They're literally out here building an empire. I mean, Jay-Z is now with the NFL. Beyonce is doing her thing for the culture, Coachella. You know, endless things that they have done for the community to represent us black people in a positive light. So I think they're an amazing duo on the run tour, lit. Everything about them is just lit. And of course, I have to acknowledge our I think the pinnacle of life, our biggest dynamic duo in life, Barack and Michelle, our Ooh, first yes. black president, our first black lady. And just to acknowledge that in the eight years that Barack was president, he had almost a pretty much blemish free track record. Yep. I mean, he was an out- upstanding gentleman, an outstanding president. Of course, he had his faults like any other human being, but he really represented himself and his family. And he's going to go down in history not only for being the first black president, but just being an accomplished man with a beautiful family. And Michelle, again, what just the paramount of yeah. beauty and womanhood and just amazingness. So that is our dynamic duos. Our favorite dynamic duo. Shout out to Franklin and Leon because yes. this is what that was a kick this topic off. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so before we get out of here to close this out, um, the the writers and the creators and everyone uh, kind of did like a little special tribute to John Singleton in this episode. So I don't know if you guys caught it or not. So I have a few pictures to show you guys just in case if you didn't catch that. And it was kind of funny when I did the uh, red carpet for this season one of the directors kind of said that like oh little trinkets I've been watching all season like I didn't see anything what is Mm -hmm. he talking about but everything was in this episode I believe I'm not sure um, if I'm correct or not but I believe the campus was USC and that's where John went. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, we could try to pull this pitch up. We also had um, his son. So when Franklin, the little boy, when he was walking through the hood, picks up a little ball, a toy, gives it to a little boy. That's John Singleton's son. Oh, so cute. So we had like a picture of like Leon and um, Damson holding him. Isn't that so precious? Yeah. And then we have. Um, this uh, th- this young guy who was also just like that same scene walking around filming everybody and I was like he's looking like John he had on a hat he had on the glasses mm-hmm. and then he had on the exact hat that John has worn before right there I think it says South Central Cinema on it that exact hat and that shirt almost kind of looks like the shirt like yeah. you know what I mean so it was like that was definitely like a picture of, of so of, cool yeah to kind of recognize John he always had on a hat and always had on glasses and mm-hmm. had that camera around him so just showing those those just pictures yeah. that, that film nerd that right, they tried that to call nerd. him but you know 
know, just around the hood trying right. to capture his Kind of capture it. And then he, um, like, the, the picture that, that kind of just was up when he was, like, leaning on the stop sign, he had a picture of Malcolm X. And um, the guy in the show had a shirt on that said, uh, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So kind of in the same way, like, you know, John was always about telling our stories, putting our messages out there by any means necessary. If it's by art, oh, however I have to do so it, beautiful. it's going to be done. Rest so just peace, rest John in Singleton. peace, John Singleton. Man. Wow. Well, he created something great. I cannot wait for season four. I can't wait either. It is going to be so exciting. Yeah, and hopefully see us back here again. Yes, you guys, you guys will see us all back here. Um, Portia was out this week, but oh, she will yeah. be back for season four as well. She will. Um, we all said we're going to watch this, the season um, again or this episode again. So leave your comments, guys. We're, we'll be there to talk about it. It's not over. We'll be in the comments, okay? So until next season, you guys can catch me on Instagram and on Twitter at Elmarie TV. And you guys can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Tyra Prude. And find me on Instagram at one a daisy. That's one oh one a daisy. That's one eighty eight easy. Let me act like I work here. Bye. 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 Bye.